Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, it is time for a mini-episode. It certainly is. And for the listeners out there, if you look around the room, you'll probably find something which you hadn't noticed before, which is like a could be a clue as to what this episode's all going to be about. That's right. And it also ties into an upcoming holiday that many people celebrate. Yes, yeah, so put that together, clever listener. And what have you got, apart from being totally confused? You've got leftover Christmas ornaments that you'd never yes, put away. No! Oh, it's <laughs> Halloween. What is it? <laughs> Tell us, Mike, what's happening. Well, it is our top five movie Easter eggs. Uh, So, Phil, why don't you tell people what an Easter egg is in case there are people out there who aren't quite sure of exactly what it means. Yeah, an Easter egg is uh, one of those things where the filmmakers have hidden something within a scene or a bit of dialogue or something like that, which doesn't actually relate much to the film itself, but uh, harkens back to another film or a book or a character or TV show in some kind of way. Uh, I think that's what it is, isn't it? It's like a little hidden secret where if you're observant, you'll go, oh, yes, that's, that's yes, very clever. I'm the only person in the world to spot that. I'm a genius. <laughs> right. One of those kind of things. Right. Yeah, it is exactly. It's 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 basically like a little hidden in-joke, if you will. Uh, sometimes it's very broad where a lot of people will get it. Usually it's a nod to, like you said, another film or a, a, something pop culture you know, a book, something that only the diehard fans of that thing will catch the reference to. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's a lot of fun. Sometimes if you, they're the type of thing, what I love about a good Easter egg is if you don't notice it, it doesn't take away from a good movie in any way, shape or form. Because it really is just like a background type of thing usually. But if you catch it, yeah, yeah. then you can go, oh, I like that. See what they did there. You know, that that ties into the to the novel or, oh, I, they referenced, you know, this other movie that the, the filmmaker worked worked on or things like that so they can be a lot of fun uh, totally and it's usually where if you're watching it with a group of people when somebody goes oh my god did you see that people go what no no what was it skip back skip back and it totally derails the rest of the movie but it's always enjoyable to go oh my god you're right and it's yeah it's always it's one of those silly it's a silly little thing which can make you feel quite good when you spot it indeed now phil yeah. do you yeah. know where it's believed at least the kind of term Easter egg came from in regards to these hidden things in movies. Do you know where that came from? I do not. But now you ask the question, I really <laughs> hope that you do. Otherwise, <laughs> it'd be very anticlimactic, wouldn't it? Yes. yeah. Yes. Uh, so it's uh, it, I, this is not 100 percent proven. But from the research that I did, apparently it comes from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And what happened was while they were filming, I guess Easter came around. So they did like an Easter egg hunt on set where they actually hid real Easter eggs all around the set and the cast and crew had to go and find them. But they didn't find all of them. So there are three scenes in Rocky Horror where you can actually spot an egg under or on the scene. So like there's one oh, of them. Oh, an actual proper egg. Okay. Yeah, one of them is like right. underneath uh, Dr. Frankenfooter, whatever his name is, under like his big kind of throne looking chair. You can see like an actual egg just kind of sitting there. <laughs> and so that, I guess, looking for those sort of was one of the earliest examples of the Easter egg. And that's how it got the name. It was like literally taken from 
real Easter eggs that were hidden on set. Well, that, that does make sense then. Yeah. It would explain why it is called an Easter egg. Yep. And you can find pictures online of the Rocky Horror where they show the actual eggs on set, which is kind of cool. That's very cool. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know then. Yeah. I've learned something today. I thought that yeah. was a neat little... So I get to do the trivia this week, I guess. Yeah. It's a, it was a good piece of trivia as well. Thank you. And that's all I got. So don't ask for more. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so these are our top five Easter eggs from movies. Uh, they they can you know refer to anything. They can be from any movie. We're going to go ahead and share our lists. And uh, I, I had a lot of fun putting this one together. How about you? Yeah, me too. I mean, there's some. I, I, I think I've still forgotten a few. Yeah. But uh, I think I, I like the ones I've got. But I'm sure you'll probably mention one. I'll go. Oh yeah, that's the one I was trying to remember. But because uh, there's so many of them. Yes. And you, you, yeah, but it's uh, it's it's good. It was good to uh, think back to some of them. Yeah, I, I had the same feeling. I like I thought of one at some point when I was making the list, and then I forgot it, and then I couldn't come up with it again. So I'm I'm going. I know there's one that I love, and it's escaping me. So yeah, yeah. You know, this is definitely not a comprehensive list because, like you said, there are so so many Easter eggs in movies. But I think they're five of our favorites at least. Yeah, yeah. It's one we could probably return to, like in a few months, maybe, and right, and with some more. Yeah, absolutely, but, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, very good. So, uh, well, maybe we'll make it an annual Easter tradition because there's always new Easter eggs coming out every you know every year. There's more and more movies with Easter eggs in them. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll put it on the calendar. Okay. No, we'll do. All right. Well, in the meantime, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, let's do it then. Mike, do you want to get things started? I would love to. All right, so my number five is uh, a tie because I just wanted to fit both of these in, and neither of them is particularly momentous, but I kind of fit them in also because they are blink-and-you-miss-it Easter eggs. Most of my other ones are more meaty, I guess you could say. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they're both from Disney movies, technically, so I feel like that makes it a good tie-in, but they are from Tron and Frozen, actually, of all movies, which I'm not a huge fan of. But the Easter egg in Tron is there's a scene where Sark is looking at, you know, one of the boards inside the computer world. And if you look carefully, there's yeah, a little yeah. Pac-Man game going on with Pac-Man eating up the dots, which is obviously not meant to really be a Pac-Man game. But that's a fun little nod to what was, of course, the biggest video game in the world back in 1982 when, when Tron came out. And the scene from Frozen is from Elsa's coronation. And if you watch carefully in the guests, you can see Flynn Rider and Rapunzel show up as guests from Tangled. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I include that one not because I love Frozen, but because I'm such a big fan of Tangled. I just love the fact that that Flynn and Rapunzel showed up because I love those characters so much. So uh, so like I said, both of them are really, really quick. Blink and you miss them. Uh, but they're neat little nods to other things from Disney. So uh, that's my number five. That's excellent. And the fr- I like the fact the Frozen one, it's in continuity as well because it's Rapunzel when she's had all the hair cut off. That's right. It's, it's, it's after the hair, end. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. After the ending, huh? Yes, hey, we can talk Sorry. about the name of the show. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, that's that's no both excellent ones. The and my number five is a, is an Easter egg from Tron. Oh yeah, but it's not that one. Okay. Although I was thinking it, it's the one because I I remember spotting this one myself. Probably one of the last times I watched Tron, but it's when they're on the uh, solar sail. Is that what they call yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going over like the desert and things like that, and you can see all the different shapes and shading of the dunes. But there's a bit where it suddenly goes over, and you realise it's uh, it's Mickey Mouse's face. The shape of it, you know, right. the circle with the two circle ears. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that last time watching it, suddenly going, holy crap, that's Mickey Mouse. And it was, <laughs> as I said before, it was like, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't. And then rewinding, everybody going, oh, it's Mickey Mouse. Yes, and that's uh, that's my number five. That is a very good choice. All right, well, then we both uh, picked Tron. No big surprise, because we're both big Tron fans, but I like it. Yes, but but two Easter eggs in the one film. There you go. And probably more if we looked carefully enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. All right, well, my number four is from Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And it is not so much a visual Easter egg, but an audio Easter egg, if you will, in that there are three guards in Jabba's palace named Klaatu, 
Barada, and Nikto, which of course is a throwback to one of our favorite yes, science yeah. fiction films, The Day the Earth Stood Still, which of course is the command uh, that the alien gives to, you know, Gort, the big robot. And so it's a very famous kind of science fiction quote. And so I like the idea that George Lucas, or maybe it was Lawrence Kasdan who wrote the screenplay, decided to call these different characters Klaatu, Barada, Barado and Nikto to kind of play tribute to really one of the great classic science fiction films of, of the 50s and of all time. So that's my number four. That's excellent. Yeah, and the phrase Klaatu, Barado, Nikto is being used in many different things. If you haven't seen The Day of the Earth is Still, you might have actually heard the phrase. Yeah, notably used in Army of Darkness, one of my favorite uh, nods as well. Yeah, excellent pick. That I forgot about those guards, actually, with those names, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. But my number four is also from a Star Wars film. Wow, all right. Yeah, this is a bit, bit weird, isn't it? But uh, this one's back from The Phantom Menace. Okay. Which on the whole, people, <laughs> we all we all do Phantom yeah. Menace. Yeah. But it's, it's the bit when you see in the Galactic Senate, some of the aliens are the same as E.T., the extraterrestrial. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they're just jumping around. I like the fact that they're there and you realise when you see you saw the film E.T. and he's going out on the uh, the Halloween trick-or-treating and he sees some a kid dressed as Yoda and he goes up to going, oh. <laughs> right. You think at the time, oh, just because it's a little short thing. But then because of this, The Phantom Menace, you know, E.T. may well have seen whatever race that Yoda is and seen some of them. So I like that. Yeah. That little touch of just having them there. Maybe E.T. was actually a senator, you know, like maybe this was like later in life he went on to become a senator for his people. Maybe E.T. is a Sith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I buy that, but <laughs> but a very good choice. Yes, thank you very much. Didn't make my list, although I definitely strongly considered it. It was it was one of the ones, yeah, before, yeah. one yeah. of the first ones I thought of, but I, I decided not to go with that one. Cool. All right. Well, my number three is from Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, now, let's be honest. If you wanted to do Marvel Easter eggs, you could make a, a whole yeah. list of those and yeah, you could yeah. easily come up with 50 or 100 of them probably. Um, yeah, apparently Stan Lee's in every film, but I've yet to see him. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I tried not to go too heavy with the Marvel stuff, but this one was was just too good for me not to, to put on there. Plus, Winter Soldier is still one of my probably top three Marvel films. So Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it is the scene, spoiler alert, although sort of a spoiler, but it's the scene at the end of the film where, um, I think it's at the end, but Captain America basically goes to visit Nick Fury's grave site. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And yeah. on the tombstone, there is a quote from the beginning of the Bible passage, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, and it starts off, the path of the righteous man, which of course is referring to Nick Fury, but, you know, the eagle-eyed fans will recognize that as the quote that Samuel L. Jackson spouts a couple of times, you know, with ve- great anger and furious vengeance uh, from Pulp Fiction. Uh, that was kind of his sort of signature monologue in the film, and I love the fact that when you see his tombstone as Nick Fury, it's got his, one of his most famous quotes on there, but it doesn't look out of place. It's not like something funny or pithy. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. an actual Bible verse. So I really like that it works touch. For the character, yeah, yeah. yeah. An excellent choice. Oh, I like that one. Thank you. Okay, my number three is uh, one from Evil Dead 2, and it's sort of like a blink and you miss it one. It's when... Uh, Ash Williams is going down into the basement and you see hanging up near one of the doors, you see Freddy Krueger's uh, glove from A Nightmare on Elm Street, the one with the uh, the knives on the fingers. You just see it hanging next to the wall and I quite like that fact. It's there. It sort of gives it a bit of a thing for a shared universe idea and I would have liked to have seen Ash going up against Freddy Krueger at some point. That would have worked quite well. Yeah, that's my number three. That's a good choice. I, I actually thought about that one as well because I do I do like when you know universes cross over. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a particularly fun one. But again, just so many spots on the list, you know. There's an incredible amount. It's just when you start digging in, you're going, oh yeah, there's that one. Oh, but what about this one? And then it's set you off down a rabbit hole. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, my number two is is an interesting one. It's not. 
a traditional Easter egg. But I'm including it because it's an Easter egg that sort of refers back to its own movie. Okay. And it's one of those things that I didn't notice until many years after my first viewing, and I finally caught it and was like, oh, that's clever. So this is like a pseudo Easter egg, but it's so good that I'm I'm just going to include it anyway. It is from Back to the Future, and it is the name of the mall. So. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the for those of you who don't know, in the beginning of the film, when Doc and Marty meet up in the parking lot of the mall to to and you know to see the DeLorean, it's the Twin Pines Mall, and you know you you really don't think anything of it. So then Marty goes back in time, and when he's escaping from the farmer, he runs over a a pine tree, one of two pine yeah. trees, and you know you don't even you don't even notice it. It's not even really a part of the story. But when he gets back to the future and races back to the mall to save Doc from the terrorists. There's a brief shot where you can see that the name of the mall is now the Lone Pine Mall. And it's one of those things where you really don't notice it until you've watched the movie a hundred times. And then you go, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. It's so brilliant. Like, how did you even think to do that? And then nobody noticed it for years and years. I mean, I'm sure people noticed it. But, you know, until the Internet came around, nobody really ever talked about it. Yeah, Yeah. But I just thought that was so clever and so knowing and just such a sharp moment of, you know, really giving that great example of how you can sort of change the future by going back to the past uh, that I thought it was just terrific. So like I said, it's an Easter egg to its own self, but I think it counts. So I'm including it. That is an excellent one. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, and I've just got the title back to the future. I figured it out now. <laughs> it's, That's it's like why a whole they call giant it that. Easter egg. Oh my God. It's, oh, it's so obvious. <laughs> no, that's a good choice. That Yeah, and the fact it is, yeah, it shows that Easter eggs can be, you know, it's part of the story. It's just, it's a, it was made because of the events of the, of the tale. Right. No, that's a good choice. I like that. Okay, my number two is, it's uh, it's from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's when you see briefly, it's, uh, I think it's in the Well of Souls, and it's, you see, the it's got hieroglyphics on the wall all around where the Ark is, and uh, for eagle-eyed viewers, you will, you, you can, Briefly see hieroglyphs of uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, the, obviously the droids from Star Wars, which was also because George Lucas was uh, involved in all those films. And I just think that's a nice little touch because you have these weird symbols and they're just right there. It is blatantly them. Nothing else it could be. And it's there next to Harrison Ford, who I believe played a character in the Star Wars films, although <laughs> I'm not aware which one that is. He might have been probably somebody in a mask, I think. But Yeah, uh, like, like a stormtrooper yeah. or something. Yeah, I think it's something like that. He wasn't really that big an actor. Right, right. But, uh, I think he's still working, but... Uh, yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah but uh, that's fine. It's from Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's my number two. Excellent choice. Uh, one of the first ones that came to mind for me, I decided not to include it. I don't know why. I think mostly because it was one of those ones that I never noticed by myself. It was one of those ones I only knew about after yeah, yeah. I had I had read about it or someone told me about it. I tried to stick mostly with ones that I kind of picked up on my own, you know. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, who knows? So, <laughs> But very good choice. Very good choice indeed. Thank you. All right. Well, my number one, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to give it an outside chance that maybe we have the same number one. Okay. Because I know we're, I know what movies we both like, but I, I, you could also, because there's just so many Easter eggs, you could have also gone in a completely different direction. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. My mm. number one is from Predator 2. Oh, no, I didn't go. go okay. All right. Well, then never mind. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure you know the scene I'm talking about, but towards the end of the film, Danny Glover makes his way into the Predator spaceship. And as he is uh, exploring, he comes across sort of like a trophy room and there are several alien skulls on the wall. Uh, and one of them is the skull of one of the xenomorphs from the Aliens films. 
And, uh, you know, this this was, to me, just crazy exciting at the time. I mean, I, you have to recognize I'm a huge Predator fan. I'm a huge fan of the Aliens films. You know, by this point, there were Aliens versus Predator comic books, which I was obsessed with. And I went to see Predator 2 in theaters. I didn't expect this at all. And not only was it just this really great moment where it's like, oh, it's like the shared universe thing. But it, it yeah, was yeah. a very noticeable Easter egg that like, you know, I definitely saw it the very first time I watched the film, you know. And it's just this great moment of going, oh, these Predators have fought the aliens. So Predators versus aliens can happen, which it did. And unfortunately, it was very disappointing. But that's a whole nother story. But I just remember that moment being in the theater and and seeing that alien skull and just the the joy that it brought me. Uh, was such a great moment. So that had to be my choice for number one. That's an excellent number one. Uh, didn't make my list purely because I totally forgot about it until you mentioned it. And I'm kicking <laughs> okay. myself because, yeah, probably would have been my one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I know yeah. we're both big fans of the, the Predator and Aliens franchise. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't believe I forgot that one. Yeah. But yeah, I remember I remember the same way being suddenly seeing that. And it's one of those ones where I suddenly went, oh, my God. <gasps> right. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. <gasps> yep. I, uh, and then I just say, yeah, when you finally do see Aliens versus Predator. He's going. Oh, why? How? <laughs> right, how right. But but at the time, the, yeah. the, at the time, the the, the promise, the, you know, the potential oh, was so, so much great. Potential, yeah. yeah, yeah. So all right, well, that was my number one. Obviously, it wasn't yours then, but uh, I'm glad to know that it's it could have been. But meanwhile, what is your actual number one then? Well, my number one is one which I sort of noticed at the time, but then I wasn't sure whether I was just seeing it. But it's from a film. It's from Fight Club, which I really like. Ah, yes. And this is one of the fact that there's in every scene there is a Starbucks coffee cup. Yep. And I just. I like the fact it was they made a point of making sure there was a cup in every one. It's basically because uh, David Fincher, the director, was saying he it was because when he was living in L.A., suddenly Starbucks came out and then you know it was they were enjoying that, but then suddenly there was there was Starbucks everywhere, and he because because what Fight Club's all about corporate corporations and things like that. He wanted to sort of poke a bit of fun at that, so. Luckily, he spoke to Starbucks, apparently, and they said, oh, that's fine, you can do that. They wouldn't let them show him, because you see a coffee shop getting destroyed in the film, but the Starbucks wouldn't let uh, have their branding on that. But they said, no, of course, you can have cups all the way through, because it is still going to be advertising them. But it's, it's I, I, I like the fact that some set dresser and the cinematographer and David Finch all had to go, oh, yeah, oh, this is looking great. Oh, no, we need the cup in there somewhere. Put a cup here. And I, I like the fact it's all the way through the film. Yeah, absolutely. And that's my number one. Very good pick. You know, I, I didn't include, I thought about that one. I didn't include it because A, I never noticed it. And B, I'm not a big Fight Club fan overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I do know that that's a film that you like. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I wasn't, I'm not too surprised to see that it's on your list. But yeah. it is a great choice for sure. It was over, it's over a few viewings. I saw that I kept going. I kept going, is that, there's an awful lot of, yeah, I've seen one of the cup again. And then it was, yeah, then you suddenly, you, you do a bit of digging and you're going, yeah, I was right, I was right. But right. then you find out that it's in every scene and you're going, wow. That is a pretty, a work. it's a pretty impressive commitment for sure. Yeah, oh, most definitely, yeah, yeah. So, nice, all right, good choice. Thank you very much. All right, cool. Well, good choice uh, and, and good lists, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, I like the way there was some crossover, but it wasn't the actual Easter eggs, it was just the films themselves or, or related films. Right. Which is quite good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, there you go. So that is our top five Easter eggs, uh, you know, hidden scenes and uh, hidden little nods and movies, just little little fun tidbits thrown in by the filmmakers. And uh, that was a fun list to do. It certainly was. And as we've said, there's many, many more we could yes. do. And we will do. Yes, so maybe we'll we'll revisit yeah. next Easter and see what we come up with. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, very good. Well, that is going to wrap up this episode for now, but we'll be back next week with an all-new show for you. So until that time, as always, we thank you greatly for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending.
So I'm at work yesterday, right at lunch, having lunch with one of my coworkers. And she's like, we're just talking about, you know, everything, you know, one of those conversations just kind of rambles. And she goes, yeah, yeah. she goes, you know, oh, I was watching a Knight's Tale, this movie. Have you ever seen that? And I was like, I, I love a Knight's Tale. I'm like, not only do I love a Knight's Tale, I was like, but we're doing it in our next episode of the podcast. And she's like, oh, all right, whatever. She kind of didn't really, you know, whatever. Yeah. So then we're chit chatting. And I swear to God, not five minutes later, she's like, you ever see that movie? What's that movie? Because one of our coworkers was talking about like having kids versus not having kids. She's like, what's that movie where like they freeze a guy and a girl and then they wake him up in the future and like all the dumb people have reproduced and all the smart people have. And I'm like, idiocracy. I'm like, what? you're freaking me out now. You're That's our next episode is A Knight's Tale and Idiocracy. And you just brought those up completely unrelated in the span of five minutes. What What is that about? And she doesn't listen to the podcast and didn't, what the hell? Right? Crazy, that's, isn't it? That's crazy, yeah. Yeah. yeah why, I, know, why, I was why, like, you how could yeah. I know? Whoa, <laughs> freaking me out! I'm telling you. Holy sh. Uh, so until no, okay, just falling apart at the end here. <laughs> okay. All right, very cool. Well, that's gonna not. <sighs> I got a, I got a, a, an Easter joke for you. Go on. Then. I mean, it's terrible, but it's still an I, Easter I, I, joke. I'm All fully right. aware. It probably will be. Okay. Cool. How do you make Easter easier? I don't know. You replace the T with an I. It's <laughs> pretty bad, right? Oh my god! Oh, I like it though. I like it. I'll have to. Yeah, I'll have to tell my daughter that. that. That's a proper dad joke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got, I've got a million dad jokes. Like, oh. why did the Easter egg hide? I don't know. Because he was a little chicken. <laughs> uh, that's okay. all I got. That's all I got. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. But I'm glad you enjoyed them. Yeah, oh, enjoy is probably the wrong. <laughs> That's a strong word. It's right? a strong word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs>